Good evening to you and welcome to the social newsroom. Now, today, four major things have happened, or at least uh, news on four major developments has broken, uh, and we want to address it today. And with my first guest, I want to address the top three. We'll have our fourth uh, for, the, uh, for actually having broken the internet, as we say. But let me start with the top three, and I have Abraham Doctor. I, I, I forgive me, Dr. <laughs> Abraham Rugo. Now, that doctor is with a PhD, and he acquired it in Germany, and we have a lot of respect for him. He is the country manager for International Budget Partnerships, Kenya, and uh, he's here to tell us uh, we will need to budget. Uh, Dr. Rugo, asante sana for making your way to Semabox and the social newsroom. People are joining us online, and the questions will be coming in. Um, but today we've had the um, Finance Bill 2023 being signed into law, or at least assented to, mm -hmm. uh, and we want to know what this means for Kenya. We also have a development today. President William Ruto has signed the supplementary budget number two for 2022-2023, something that really hasn't hit the headlines for many because of the Finance Act. And uh, President Ruto also proposing a new NHIF bill compelling Kenyans to pay 2.75% of their gross pay towards a health cover scheme and says it will bring equality in payments. So I don't know whether to call that the highlights, but let me read what was posted on uh, president.go.ke. At least this is the word on record for the president. President William Ruto on Monday assented to the Finance Bill 2023 and Appropriations Bill 2023 at State House Nairobi. He also approved the Supplementary Appropriations Number 2 Bill 2023, warranting the additional spending by the national government of 22.9 billion uh, from consolidated fund. Now, this results in the reduction of overall expenditure, it says, by 25.5 billion shillings compared to the revised total national government expenditure approved in the Supplementary Appropriations Number no. 1 Act 2023. Now, excuse me for a lot of English here, but he will break it down into Mwananchi language and what this means for you. The reduction comprises an increase in recurrent amounting to 9.5 billion shillings and rationalization of development spending by 35 billion shillings. The scaling down in spending is in line with the government's fiscal consolidation. It says uh, efforts in the light of debt servicing payments. The Appropriations Bill 2023 authorizes the withdrawal of money from the Consolidated Fund for the expenditure of the national government. It is the first Appropriations Bill under the Kenya Kwanzaa government and therefore uh, seeks to align its manifesto and promises through assignment of actual resources to meet various services and project in that what is true what is false <laughs> what is stories ajaba <laughs> thanks mark uh it's uh should have been a more peaceful monday evening yes uh, and a monday day uh let, let, let's start with um, um uh, with a supplementary budget right what is it so a supplementary budget is basically a revision of the budget uh mm -hmm. in line with <clears throat> the realities on two fronts one there's a change in matters that need to be spent on, mm -hmm. and therefore something has come up, you need to change it, and therefore you, uh, feel, you, know, you, you, you adjust your budget from expenditure. Right. Or revenue side, you expected so much money, you didn't get so much money, and therefore 
you're just uh, because there's only so much coming. Mm -hmm. uh, so the supplementary budget is then therefore prepared and one expected uh, there to be a supplementary budget uh, in as soon as uh, uh, Kenya Kwanzaa government came in. Now, which supplementary budget are we talking about? This is supplementary budget for the financial year ending this Friday. Mm -hmm. So there are only four days left. Uh, and that begs the question, is the government actually going to spend uh, within the last four days, or this is a cost correction of spending that has already happened? Yes. Uh, I say that because uh, two years ago, uh, another supplementary budget was uh, tabled in Parliament on the 26th of June, because the financial year of government ends on 30th of June. Yeah. Um, and Parliament did make a ruling, if I remember correctly, mm -hmm. saying that no supplementary budget should be tabled in the House less than, is it 30 days or 60 days? I forget the actual number of days. Um, uh, uh, because then it does not make sense, mm -hmm. because you cannot say something has changed radically within the last 10 days of a financial year. To warrant. To warrant mm -hmm. a shifting. Uh, and therefore, for me, I feel like this supplementary budget is purely a cost correction. And even when Parliament, when, when, when the chairman of the Budget Appropriations Committee yeah. tabled this supplementary budget, he did say that the supplementary budget has come into the House very late. Dindinyoro. Yes, Dindinyoro. Right. And it does not give Parliament the possibility to provide any oversight mm. uh, of, of that. So, so, so there, uh, it's very, I, I, I strongly believe this is a cost correction. Mm -hmm. uh, this is spending that has already happened. Uh, but secondly, mm. Uh, the, the reduction and the increases. Remember the first supplementary budget that we all had waited for uh, very, 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 very much was to reduce the spending of government by 300 billion. Mm -hmm. uh, because that's what the president had promised. It reduced spending at that particular point, if I remember correctly, by just about 11, was it 11 or 12 billion? Dismal in comparison yeah, to very, the very, 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 very small. Uh, which technically means then it actually just did, you know, the budget did not shift because if it was to reduce by 300 billion, yeah. uh, that did not, did, not, did not change significantly. Uh, then um, the second supplementary budget, which anyway should have come much, much earlier, uh, is what now we are, dealing, mm. we are dealing with. So moving forward, I think really it cannot be, um, sorry, let me say one other thing. It's also clear from at least the analysis we've done that it is unlikely that government is going to meet its revenue targets for the year ending 30th of June, this mm -hmm. Friday. Mm -hmm. I don't know what magic will happen within this one week, because as at end of April, uh, out of the 2.1 trillion that was supposed to be uh, collected in ordinary revenue, yeah. we had only collected about 1.5 trillion, which meant we had 600 billion to collect within, you know, of revenue uh, uh, to collection within two months. Which, is impossible. Uh, which I think is impossible. Mm. So the reduction on uh, the reduction on uh, uh, on spending, I'm not too sure com you know, corresponds with uh, uh, with um, uh, with uh, uh, the revenue, the revenue that is expected. Mm. So two th things are possible: that one, uh, the two bonds uh, I think that were issued in the last two weeks mm -hmm. uh, or three weeks or thereabout could be what is fitting the shortfall, mm -hmm. or we'll actually end the financial year without a lot of resources being transferred uh, to, to different uh, government government yeah. agencies. Right. Uh, and as you know, some money for county governments, uh, which backs almost two, three months uh, um, ago, was actually transferred, I think, last week. Uh, I think the president... In fact, the president spoke yesterday, spoke very um, yeah. happy about... But you see, when you transfer sort of money to a county government or, or to any government agency, mm. 
one week to the end of the financial year, what are you saying? Basically, you're saying that uh, technically this becomes spending for the following year. Mm -hmm. There's a whole conversation we can have about how that has contributed to a lot of the pending bills that currently yes. are there. Uh, a lot of services not being provided for, mm -hmm. uh, um, and then the, and then what you what you almost are observing across government these are dashed to the end of the financial year. So right now, almost, you know, in many government offices, people are not there because they are traveling. They are trying to, you know, uh, to cash out on mm -hmm. the on the financial year before it closes. Yeah, um, and, and the like, which does not necessarily translate very directly to service 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 delivery. Let me come to the. Um, so in short, just yeah, to conclude on yeah. the supplementary budget number two, 2022-2023, um, is, is, it's not necessarily something that Kenyans should flag as either having benefit for them or in the overall picture for the nation. There are two things. First of all, there's a flagging from a governance perspective, which I have said I think mm -hmm. it is wrong mm -hmm. um, uh, to, to, to introduce a supplementary budget when it's just a week, it to, yeah. uh, a week to the end of the financial year. It just creates a crunch. Um, you know, and, and many other things, uh, even the process of transferring that money. Mm -hmm. uh, and if that money was for a capital project, you cannot definitely procure it. Yeah. Um, and sometimes then, um, you know, would create space for misuse, uh, as it were, because even Parliament says we don't have time to scrutinize any of the spending because it's really late in the day um, in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in that right. sense. Uh, but the second thing is that it is still behooves on Kenyans now, from a spending perspective, to actually look at what being the money is being, you know, being adjusted for, mm -hmm. because there's been a cut of about 25 billion um, uh, on development expenditure, that would be expected because a lot of the development expenditure anyway depends on either borrowing uh, or grants uh, that are coming uh, into the country. So if there's a delay, then you have every reason yeah. to say this is not likely to happen. So let's let's move it. But it's increasing recurrent expenditure by nine, nine billion, mm -hmm. which is money that will definitely be spent or has already been spent. Because remember in the second supplementary budget, there was a fair increase uh, to the office of the, I mean, to the presidency. Um, mm -hmm. There was a fair increase uh, to interior. Uh, there was also the creation of the office of the um, uh, prime cabinet secretary uh, and a couple of other raft of offices that have been including the, you know, the hiring of yeah. the CASs and then the like. So that could actually be what has necessitated the, ex the increasing uh, of this uh, uh, recurrent, recurrent mm. spending. Mm. As far as borrow, sorry, uh, repayment of debt, this was going to be a heavy year, um, only that the coming year is even heavier, yeah. and we'll talk about that a bit. Well, uh, we were going to pay about 1.3 trillion, yeah. 2.1 I've just talked about, uh, and I like to bring the numbers down. So we were going to, we had shot to collect about 210 Kenya shillings, if I use that example. And our payment for debt alone was coming. And this is collection through the taxation. Yes, taxation. Yes. yes. So right. 210 was what we were expecting. It's what I'm saying. Mm. By April, we actually had just collected about 150. Mm -hmm. My estimation is that by the time this, this Friday we closed down, uh, we perhaps have collected perhaps 1.8, 1.9, 180 shillings. So mm. we still shoot, we still miss a certain revenue the target. target. Yep. But we were going to pay about 130 of that to debt for this year. In the coming financial year, uh, we are, are, are shooting for 2.5 trillion, and we'll discuss that in the finance bill and what mm -hmm. that means. Um, and out of that, about 165 is going to debt repayment in one form or another. Uh, 
unless there's any you know restructuring or buying yes. you know exchange or you know um, like the discussion today uh, whether to you know to split the eurobond payment into you know different different uh, amounts um, so 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 what, what that basically means is that a lot of the money that was going to be collected in terms of revenue was still going to be spent and therefore one expected and of course the priorities of the Kenya Kwanzaa government necessitated a supplementary. So, so you have to look at it from both both sides. Mm -hmm. uh, how much of the obligations that were supposed to be met have been met, uh, and therefore, I think the supplementary budget remains something that needs to be flagged out. Uh, where I work at IBP Kenya, we I think we should be finishing an analysis and be able to to share it. But then the question is, who will act on it? Right. Because Parliament itself says it's too late in the day. This is not the right way to go about it, but still goes ahead and passes it. But going forward, um, yeah. So. Uh, but let's come to the other two issues, uh, so which is what really should bother us. Yeah, right the finance bill, which has been assented to yeah. uh, and is now Finance Act. It's law, basically. It's law. And uh, what top of mind? We've heard a lot of uh, housing levy, yeah. uh, fuel, uh, taxation, and as well as you know, content creators. This, this has been. Those are the top. Yeah. Top. Top I think, I think the, points. It's important for us to put into context that the two bills that the president did assent to is one is what is called the Appropriation Act. Mm -hmm. So the Appropriation Act is what gives government the, the, the power, as approved by parliament, to spend. Mm -hmm. And it's an appropriation of 3.6 trillion. Again, back to a number we all can relate with, 360 shillings. Mm -hmm. And then a big portion of that 360 is financed by ordinary revenue. Okay. I'll explain what is ordinary. So ordinary revenue is largely money that comes from income tax. 49% of that amount is actually expected from income tax. Mm -hmm. uh, what comes from uh, uh, value-added tax, VAT. What comes from excise uh, 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 tax and import duty mm -hmm. or customs, as you like. Then, so that's ordinary revenue. And that's what we are talking about, 2.5 trillion, 250 shillings. But there are other, other taxes and rates that government charges. We call them appropriation in aid. Basically, when you go to the Ministry of Immigration, uh, Department of Immigration, you want, a, you want a passport, there's an amount you pay. Uh, when you go to um, you know, KPLC and you want electricity, there's an amount you pay. Inside that electricity, there is some amounts that go to various taxes yes. and levies. So that's appropriation. So that gives you another extra 38 shillings, because it's about 380. So in total, Government is planning to collect about 2.89, about 290 um, uh, actually. Mm -hmm. Then there is, uh, so, so 290, 360, you raise two, 250 from direct taxation, mm -hmm. which is what the finance bill provides for. Mm -hmm. And then you have a raft of other things, you know, that will be charged different rates and fees and what have you, that gives you another uh, 40, 38, 40 or thereabout. But then you're left with a difference, 360 minus 290, you're left with a difference there of about um, the, you know, 70 or thereabout. That 70 is what is going to be borrowed. It's a 718 billion mm -hmm. that's going to be borrowed. Uh, 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 you know, because that's a deficit. That's your effective deficit. But allow me to say that that is the effective deficit on book. Mm -hmm. The real deficit is because there is also out of the... So when I come back to the amounts that we are paying, Save for the SG, uh, the Eurobond one, uh, about 240 billion, mm -hmm. depending on the exchange rate. Uh, that is when, you know, changing, if yeah. the exchange rate goes up, it's going to mm -hmm. get to almost 260 billion or mm -hmm. thereabout. That's a principal payment. The rest 
is all interest payment. But we still have an amount of principal that is due in the coming financial year. Yeah. It's about 850 billion. So effectively, our budget is not 360 billion, it's 440 uh, a billion or 440 mm -hmm. 40 shillings. But what happens is this 850 is rolled over. Right. Because it's principal. But if somebody was to come and say, I want my money now, the government has to factor it in. So in the budget books, we see it. But when it's being published out here, it's not, it's not okay. necessarily public. Okay. So let me come back to the finance bill. So the aggressive nature with which you see the finance bill being pushed and with which you see the government has really pushed to make sure the finance bill is because of the reality that you only have, you have to collect more to have more buffer in terms of spending, we call it the fiscal space. Mm -hmm. Because the fiscal space, if you're going to spend 165 out of 250, it means you basically have just about 85 shillings. Okay. For which to pay education, to transfer to counties, and you know to do all those things. And it's not enough. And it's not enough. Mm. Uh, of course, then you have to borrow. The 718 billion that we are borrowing is equivalent to our development spending. So the spending that we plan on project, you know, capital projects and mm -hmm. one of you and, and all that. And that's why then you saw this very aggressive uh, 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 situation of trying to raise uh, uh, this, this, this money. And it's being uh, presented as for the greater good. Yes. And it's temporary pain, uh, temporary suffering for future gains. True. Uh, but but, but let's, let, let's put this in context. Um, uh, I think the Kenya Kwanzaa language is is very much in order in terms of we want to build yes. you know build better you know uh, uh, establish our country but i think budgeting is also a factor of reality it's not just models mm -hmm. and the first reality is the state of the economy which they said they found it in the doldrums it was in bad shape yeah. so that is why they have to take such stringent measures I, I must say it's, that's neither here nor there, uh, because I don't think there's much shift in change in terms of government. Um, mm -hmm. um, you know, the president now is former deputy president. Um, so, so, so I think we cannot quite uh, uh, make an argument of not knowing. You know, I, I don't think that's, that's... And also, the reality is that we were going to pay a lot of money to debt. Yes. Um, and and, 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 and that, that could explain. But still, there was still revenue tax revenue being collected. So again, we cannot assume. There was still borrowing going on. Mm -hmm. So the trend has not necessarily shifted. And in the last 10 years, uh, for instance, I've had people argue that COVID made us borrow more. Actually, our analysis shows COVID did not make us borrow anymore. Our, actually, trend, yeah. our trend actually was almost the same in terms of government spending. Because the issue has been that year on year, this deficit, this amount between our revenue collection and uh, our spending has been increasing. In fact, this year, in absolute terms, is when you have the smallest, you know, deficit. Yes. You know, it's been going, going, going down. But in that kind of a context, where you had shot for 2.1 trillion, 210, mm -hmm. and you're not likely to, to, to hit it, is it really prudent to shoot even for a higher target? Okay. 20% increase. Mm. So in other in words, the, the amount we expect to raise more is 20% more than all the other. All the other years, when you look at average, average of growth of revenue, of tax revenue, it's about, about 10%. So year on year, you know, from last year to this mm -hmm. year. Then within the current state of the economy, 
you know, looking at, you know, uh, businesses are yet to fully recover. The international uh, uh, business environment is quite, quite, quite tight. Our argument was that perhaps this is not the time to try and go very aggressive with those kind of tax measures. Yeah. And the reason for that is that when you look at all the taxes we are talking about, so let's, let's list them now. Mm -hmm. When you think about the payee, that has been increased. And for certain brackets, yes. It's for the people already within the tax bracket. When you look at the housing levy, it's for people with a pay slip. Mm -hmm. As long as you don't have a pay slip, you're safe. <laughs> yeah. you know? uh, when you think about even um, you know, the, the announcement, which is the third issue, about NHIF, to increase NHIF, NHIF. Mm -hmm. it's still for salaried people. The unsalaried ones, I think, are supposed to, because the, the proposal has been out, it's about 1,000 per month. So if you're not salaried, you're not off the hook in that one. But when you think about 2.7% of gross, it's not a small amount. Yes. It's significant. It's a significant amount. When you think about uh, uh, the content creators, these again are people who, in other words, the target, by and large, of the finance bill is for people who are already within the tax bracket. When you bring the issue of uh, uh, fuel levy, sorry, uh, VAT, yeah. standardization, cuts across. It's been argued from a point of standardization that uh, you know uh, private sector, uh, uh, you know, uh, charges eight percent but claims sixteen percent, mm -hmm. and therefore government cannot continue to subsidize. You know, quasi subsidize. So let's put yes. it at sixteen percent. But this 16% that you're increasing, the primary consumers, at least from uh, a day to day, um, are still people who have an income in one form or another, right. who can drive a vehicle, a car, mm. and what have you. Uh, and even if they don't have an income, they own the means of transport and what have you, and therefore they will transfer this cost right. to the consumers and the, the replica, the replica uh, effect. So on, a, on, on the reality of what this means, which is what the question you asked me, you know, mm -hmm. the finance bill, um, one is that I feel the timing is not right. And I think this is, this is something that, as many of us has appeared before uh, the, uh, the Finance uh, and National Planning Committee chaired by Honorable uh, Kuria Kimani, we say that. We say the timing is not right because mm -hmm. But will it be, like, just to be devil's advocate here, uh, will it ever be right in terms of uh, such, you know, tightening of belts for people and increasing, um, you know, the amount that they would be paying is something that will never be welcome? Yeah, but you cannot argue only from a revenue side. The tightening of belt, why is it not both sides? <laughs> I mean, Mark, I don't think it is right. Yes. You just say the only people who must tighten their belts is Kenyans. What about government? Right. In this kind of a situation, what warrants raising the budget by 400 billion? The narrative sold is we're looking in, inwards, and not outwards. No, no, no. So we Mark, want Mark, to be Mark, able no, to no, raise. No. And, and I'm not speaking for the government. Um, I, I'm not comfortable you. in any way. I, I, I I'm get, just saying this I, is a narrative. But let's, let's face it. Yeah. Let's face the narrative. The truth, yeah. The narrative is that we want to spend more. Mm -hmm. And for us to spend more, we have to tax more. But is that the only narrative? Shouldn't be. There's also why we can tax base. tighten mm -hmm. our spending, which was the language that started with, you know, uh, the 300 billion, you know, the discussion. There can be some tightening, which I still believe will happen. Mm -hmm. Because, and the reason why I believe it will happen is because the current state of the economy 
And then you introduce all this raft of measures, adjusting NSSF, NHIF, uh, 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 you know, um, um, uh, you introduce a housing levy, which is not even, you've not even budgeted for the housing mm. levy. Oh, by the way, it was, there's no line that had been budgeted for, because this is money that is supposed to be raised for a specific fund, which has not been created, mm. you know? Um, and many of us challenged it on that ground alone. There is no law, there is no policy, there is no target of how many houses we need, even if you argued from a point of employment uh, uh, creation, for many, there is no clarity on how many, how many, you know, how much employment you're planning uh, to create. Um, so, so there are things I feel could have been sorted out to build confidence. And then, why I'm arguing about timing yes. is that when you introduce all this raft of measures, what you do is that you introduce a shock in the economy. So first of all, any investor wanting to put in their money, they hold back mm -hmm. because they, can, they, they still cannot figure out what is the actual cost of doing business. Mm. Because that's one thing that you have reorganized because employment is a direct cost yes. you know, uh, to, 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 to the business. Two, uh, um, at a time also when you know, uh, uh, the cost of living is very high and you introduce more taxes that basically just push that, especially any tax that has to do with um, and, and think about it. Mm -hmm. So the amount of money that you're going to raise with this new raft of measures, at least from the records we have read, is 311 billion. Mm -hmm. The budget difference between the previous budget, you know, uh, uh, of uh, about 3.1 uh, 3 um, and, uh, no, no, about 3.3, and the current uh, uh, budget of about 3.6 right. is almost similar, uh, similar figure. However, so you've raised your spending and you've raised your uh, uh, revenue target, but remember there is still a deficit. Mm -hmm. So this 311 billion that you raise more is from 2.1 to this 2.5. Please remember, mm -hmm. you know, it's from 210 to 250. But you are, you are, you're, you're spending Basically, what you have done is that, first of all, you've re you, you, you're trying to adjust your revenue because of your expenditure targets. Mm -hmm. Normally, so it's not for the good reason. It's not for a good reason. Normally, yes. you would argue that it should be the other way around. You look at realistically what revenue can we collect. I'm making an argument that we want to look inwards. Mm -hmm. I had expected the government to say, yes. look here, we want to look inwards. We want to reduce borrowing. So what are we going to do? How much can we realistically collect in terms of tax revenues? Mm -hmm. X. Can we then try to rationalize our expenditure side yes. to be able to conform? <laughs> because it's a time of tightening, mm. you know, uh, and being able to, 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 to pay. But we don't see that conversation. You also don't see a lot of conversation about what to do with wastage. You know, uh, I have talked about that before. And, I would and like, there's been an admission and, from the advisors economically. Yeah, that. saying that we are wasteful, uh, we are unable to cut, you know, control our appetite, take us as we are, just give us more money. You give us more money, we'll spend it better. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Right. Uh, the numbers that you present, uh, you know, can be mind-boggling. But let's have an, an analogy for someone to understand. Compare what the government is doing now to a household, yeah. what kind of household are we looking at? The household of Kenya and the government. So I think it's important for us to appreciate mm. that uh, at least from even the, the cabinet secretary numbers, 79% yeah. of Kenyans 
uh, if I remember correctly, actually earn below 24,000 um, uh, Kenya shillings. So largely, and those, by the way, these employment numbers we are talking about are people within uh, the, one, the guys who pay, you know, do their tax returns, because uh, he did break down mm. uh, those, those, those numbers. Uh, then you have another, I think, 15% that earns up to maybe about another 200,000 yeah. or thereabout. And then you have a tiny, about 1% of this group that is on the very extreme, you know, mm -hmm. uh, other end. Uh, that earns more than 500, 500, 500,000. Mm. So on average, what you're talking about, you're talking of a household that basically gets this 24, 30,000 on, on a regular day. Mm -hmm. And even if you come to the, you know, your usual hustler down here, you know, and assume they make on a good day, they make 300 bob, uh, okay, even push it to 500 bob, times 30, it's still 15,000 shillings. Uh, so that's the kind of household you're talking yeah. about. Now, if you remove the 1.5%, which is, they say it's a small money, but it's 300, um, uh, if you do 1.5% of 20,000, mm -hmm. uh, it's 300 bob. 300 bob is still significant uh, because if it's movement, uh, that's uh, 300 bob uh, is transport for a couple yes. of days. Yes. <laughs> you know, three, four days right. uh, for, 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 for many people. That's food for three days in some households and increasingly less mm. because uh, now with unga at 200 bob then you know and sugar now uh, a kilo you know uh, at far, far far much than that so what we are saying is and then you increase the cost of fuel a majority of kenyans still use you know uh, uh, you know uh, petrol yes in one way or another or their their movement whether you think about uh, the production even at the sawmill, sorry, no, 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 uh, you know, in the portion mill, yeah. uh, a lot of them are driven by diesel, especially in rural areas where they, you know, the electricity connection is uh, uh, is not as much. Mm -hmm. um, of course, one expects a relief from the LPG, uh, 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 but remember that is really on, uh, if I'm not wrong, on the cylinder. The cylinder. Uh, on the cylinder, <laughs> it's not on the actual yes. uh, content. Uh, the actual content is still going to be, in a way, one way or another, affected by this 16% of the fuel. Uh, yes. of the fuel. Mm. Uh, think about the cost of electricity. It's more than uh, gone up by almost 30% in the last mm -hmm. couple of days. You look at just your, uh, your new um, uh, bill. The units have been going down by, I yes. think, margins of five. Every other time, what you I could buy. have got with probably a thousand five hundred. Yeah, months. now yes. you buy for two thousand bob. Now you get about fifty nine units. I yes. bought that yesterday. Initially, I got eighty units. So it's been going down, mm. you know, and the cost has gone, 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 gone up. The taxes have been reduced. Now we no longer get the breakdown uh, of the of the taxes when you get your text. So all these things are coming to the same household. Yes. All these different costs are coming down to the household. Oil that was supposed, cooking oil that was supposed to, the cost was supposed to go down because government gave a tender uh, that were, for people to import duty-free. You've seen what has become yes. of that, of that, of that, of that story. Yep. Uh, think about NHIF, the number of claims already being lodged, how many have the not been there. paid, the scam that is ongoing right there. <sighs> it can break somebody's heart. Right, you know. so tell me uh, personally, what kind of adjustments you're making with the finance bill now signed into law, personally, yeah, what I mean, you can share. I, I mean, at a personal level, really, uh, uh, of course, I wouldn't consider myself to be uh, badly paid, but I'm having to make certain decisions. One of the costs that has completely gone out of budget 
is fuel cost mm. of just moving around. So even starting to think, okay, fine, uh, does it still make sense perhaps to run, you know, two cars, you know? And I know households that are having to have that conversation. Does it make sense to stay within the neighborhood we stay in? Uh, uh, because that's a critical uh, uh, expense. Mm -hmm. um, when you think about uh, NHIF, do we still need to pay private care, private uh, insurance, if these new figures come in uh, mm -hmm. and pay? But more importantly, is the insecurity this is likely to create, even with, I don't know what the employers are thinking about. Yes. Are they thinking this now is becoming difficult to manage the cost of doing business? So at a personal level, my family has had to is having a discussion, yes. you know, on how to manage different costs because they are going up every 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 other day, mm -hmm. you know, um, and children still have to go to school and right. food has to be put on the, on the table. Uh, on the on the on the table. At least we have not gotten to a point where we have to ration food, but I know homes where people have to ration food. And if this is the reality for you, we can now speak to Kenyans on the impact that they should be expecting. You've mentioned something, and let's start there. The employers. What things they are considering right now? Yeah, so 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 for employers, uh, there are two there are two major uh, costs. So let's start with the private sector. The private sector, um, uh, first of all, um, and uh, looking at the finance bill and all the provisions being made there, there is an increasing uh, demand of tax administration. <laughs> yeah, uh, you need to return to make tax returns within yes. certain time. You yes. need to comply with e teams and what have you. You know, they have to factor that cost because. You know, if you have to now start thinking of almost having a tax, a tax person in-house, mm -hmm. um, then you have to weigh uh, what, what would, that, would that imply. If you have to pay housing levy, I think one of the good things that happened, I think it's good to, 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 to note it where, where, where you observe it, uh, is uh, the relief that was given, that uh, you know, uh, the housing levy is, um, is, is an allowable cost now uh, okay. uh, to business. But we cannot ignore the fact that this contrib I don't know what to call it anymore, this deduction, statutory deduction, still has no framework. Yes. You know? So I am actually contributing to something I do not know where it will go, what it will be spent on. Now even the idea of returning, you know, uh, making a return uh, after a couple of years is now gone. Mm -hmm. you know, um, so so that's, that's, that, that's, for me, is very, very, very concerning. But what you're saying is, and I, and I wanted to come out because of the impact uh, aspect of it, is layoffs. And I'm not, not to be sadistic or, you know, gloom and doom. Employers, uh, Federation of Kenya Employers, and, uh, and, and, and did, did raise that matter. When mm -hmm. they appeared before the committee, I remember very clearly, they said this is increasing the cost of doing business. And the options left to businesses is to see how they can rationalize uh, uh, their, their employee numbers already. And this is not new because when you look at the numbers, the numbers of employed people actually have been going down. Yes. You know, um, we have not quite recovered uh, uh, to, to, to post-COVID. I mean, pre-COVID COVID shocks. Yes. Pre-COVID shocks, you know. And you see, I mean, you. Yes. Uh, you see, even in the media world, in the receiving you, know, end of that, yeah. uh, you on the receiving end of that, mm. people are being laid off. Companies are starting to think, or oh, do we relocate? Mm. If we are going, doing business is going to be like this, then when you think about the, some of the other taxations, and I've listened to the Kenya Association of Manufacturers mm. uh, and, 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 and KEPSA, they are saying, look here, the tax regime being introduced will make it very expensive to do business. Yes. And some of the production, for instance, uh, uh, you know, of cement mm -hmm. is likely to be cheaper to actually buy, it seems to support actually importation 
than local production yes. uh, in, that, in that sense. And once the production cost goes up, then basically you have to find a way to survive right. you know, in business, either shut the business and therefore uh, uh, send, send, send many people uh, uh, packing mm. or increase the cost of the good. Uh, and because, you see, taxation is a factor of incomes. Since incomes are not adjusting upwards, if anything, they are being threatened of being reduced yes. and removed. Then what basically you're saying, uh, you're, not, you're, you're not sending um, um, confidence uh, in, the, in the market. And I wish, I wish, I wish there was a bit more of a listening here of saying, let's tighten our belts both ways. Yes. We will cut our side. And then as we grow and we start demonstrating that these are the things we promised and we are doing them. We're doing them on a small scale. Yes. And now that you see, instead now, every day in the newspapers, you know, uh, news, you just seeing new revelations. The revelations last week, especially about these oils and what have you and what mm -hmm. have you, you know, almost leave you thinking, okay, fine. Do I have, is there any more, you know, confidence uh, to, be able to, to, to be able to, so, so for me, that's a big concern that you cannot tax people beyond what they earn. Okay. Beyond the incomes. But there's another dynamic, Mark, that we seem not to be talking about a lot. Is a fact that any incomed Kenyan still runs a welfare system. Yes. I mean, you can count how many people depend on you, mm. directly or indirectly. You know, your house help, that amount you pay her, most likely supports another two families. Yes. Where you do your car wash, supports another couple of families where you buy your groceries, you know, uh, still supports. So, so there's a way in which one income, the children you pay for school fees, yeah. you know, um, the system you know of education. Uh, yeah. medical bills that you help to support. So all of us still run a quasi, you know, welfare, yeah. wel 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 welfare, welfare, welfare system. Uh, should we also be given perhaps an option to deduct uh, those as allowable yes. expenses? Uh, so that then the government just gets what they deserve. Mm. Um, and then, um, so, so I feel that confidence building should have been given the space. Got you. Two, none of us is refuting the fact that government is in a tight spot. Right. But the only way out of a tight spot is not taxing more. It's also saying, can we rationalize? Mm. Because then you, you, you risk a situation whereby you will only be able to collect so much. And there's a breaking point. And there's a breaking point. Is there recourse, as we conclude, and I believe um, the, our next uh, ho guest who also broke the internet on a development today, that is Willis Raburu, who's leaving the uh, Royal Media Services uh, as at the end of the week. Uh, as he makes his way here, probably he has a question for you in terms of what his greatest concern is. Is there recourse? Yeah, there is. Emenda. Partly yes, Imenda, but partly no, because we have, um, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a people of Kenya, we have established for ourselves mechanisms in which we can recourse. Mm -hmm. One, of course, which I'm not too sure will be very effective right now, is a petition to parliament to say, the decision you made, we are not convinced, and therefore here is our petition, please hear us. Yeah. But there's also the option to go to court. Uh, for public interest litigation. Mm -hmm. um, and you can argue this from any grounds. The Constitution allows you, anyone, yes. to argue this matter from any grounds. Right. Uh, uh, including that it's just impractical.
Um, so, so, so I feel I feel that there is a recourse. Yes. Uh, but my hope is so not so much that the focus will be on whether this revenue is raised or not. I want to hope that there is going to be a bigger focus on accountability because even if nothing changed, like the finance bill for this yes. year was the same as for last year, we are still losing so much money in wastage, in corruption. You know, like utter theft. Yeah. You know, which interestingly, government officials have acknowledged yes. that this is happening. I think the former president talked about the two billion, the two billion amount. That's if you think lost. about it, as we come to this so close, actually, if if we lose two billion every day, it comes to about seven hundred thirty billion. Mm. Seven hundred thirty billion is more than our budget deficit for next year. It's two times what we are planning to yeah. collect more in tax revenues. Because it's 300 times two, mm -hmm. 311 times two is 622 billion. So, so we cannot have this as just a one-sided conversation of all we need is to collect more money. Yeah. If the bucket is leaking, it doesn't matter how much, how the speed of pouring water in <laughs> and yeah. the volume. Yes. So, so, so uh, my desire and my concern is that let's have a balanced conversation. Right. Let government demonstrate, you know, prudent usage right. of, 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 of resources in all sectors, mm. you know. In, and unfortunately, what you're hearing, you know, and I hope that, you know, the president will go. And I want to give an opportunity for you to speak yeah. into the camera yeah. uh, and we'll cut this bit out just for you to speak to the yeah. president, uh, to head of treasury. Uh, and and, and I, I believe the team has uh, Willis Raburu prepped to join us because I want us to make the switch over yeah. um, seamlessly. Uh, maybe he knows a secret we don't. Maybe he's going to a different country and buying a piano ushuru tofauti because some people I've, I've actually seen articles of people saying, guys, start considering working in different um, countries uh, and other jurisdictions where the conditions are better because it's not looking any, it's not looking like it's going to be better for Kenyans uh, as uh, the way the developments are coming in. Uh, you, you're well-traveled. You've been to Germany and other places. Generally, people don't have a problem paying um, tax Correct. if they see the, the results, commensurate yes, services and the benefit to yeah. them and in I terms of services and what have you. So it's not we're not having an issue here of taxation. It's just where is this all going? Bottom line, that's my point. Right. That we cannot continue to have a conversation that is purely revenue driven. Yes. It is not a problem of revenue. We don't have a revenue problem. Every year, as I have told you, yes. and the numbers show this, we have had an increase in tax revenue of at least 10%. Now, very few of us as Kenyans have an, have a, have a, have an income raise of 10%. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's But true. the government has had an income raise year on year right. of at least 10%. Some years as high as 13%. Mm. You know, I think COVID year is the only time we had, a, you know, 1920s when we have had a, a fair dip because yeah. even government cut, you know, took, took tax cuts. Uh, in terms, sorry, cut the, the rates and what have yes. you. Uh, and therefore, what we are having is a revenue problem. Sorry, an expenditure problem, you know? Yes. And this expenditure problem marinated with wastage and corruption. There's one thing before I let you go, and again, just putting it out there, if Willis is ready, he can walk in, settle down with us as he tells us, Ninchigani Anaenda. I'm a well-paying job, 
at the leading TV station. He must know something we don't in terms of how to make it. Uh, so what Kilamtu says is they're trying to keep well a job. not know anything. <laughs> uh, he's just decided. But there's that thing about widening the tax base. Is yeah. that a solution? Is that, I mean, is that a possibility? Because so the widening the tax base, I think, is a good thing. Uh, let me say this. What I have a problem with is deepening the rates. Yes. You, is extracting more from those who are already paying. I think I feel that's unfair. You know, you cannot have the burden just being shouldered by a few. There are still many Kenyans who don't pay tax. That's I know, all. But you know? these are people, the ones who are sitting in the decision-making uh, levels, the people who've gone to schools that you've gone to, the learned people, they know it on theory. So why don't they uh, propose it to a president who keeps saying every day that he's out for the interest of the nation? Yeah, uh, my sense is that perhaps it's not very politically, politically uh, entertained. Okay. Uh, uh, to, to widen this tax base. Uh, and um, I, I, I have, uh, because the only way out is two things. One, provide public services as should be required yes. with the money that is already available. Because there's a lot of money available already. Yes. Two, is ensure that the burden of taxation is shared right. equitably across all, all persons. Right. You know? Uh, but one gets a sense that then yes. all you need to do is get a payslip and you are captured. The lady is watching, yeah. you know? Uh, because a lot of the focus right now is people who have a payslip. You know, people who have, uh, you know, something at the end of the month, they are on payroll. Um, I think there is a possibility uh, to widen this. It's not perhaps very popular, mm -hmm. uh, 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 but it's the only way. But all those countries we are talking about yes. have had to do both have had to make sure that everybody is paying their fair share, mm -hmm. but also that when you need water, there is water. When you go to public schools, they are functional. When you go to public hospitals, they are functional. Mm. When you are on a uh, social health insurance scheme, you go to any health facility, it pays for you. Mm -hmm. you know? So there is no place where you will end up not getting public services because it, it, it's a transaction. Right. This one is there's nothing there's nothing like goodwill, there's no favor here. I pay my taxes, I expect public services yes. uh, uh, in, in, in return. And I think this is the struggle even for those who sometimes say, I must find a way not to pay these taxes because they're saying, I still have to pay for education separately. Yep. I still have to pay for healthcare. Because of poor infrastructure, yeah, I have to fix my car you know, constantly have and what my have car you. Constantly, so I'm still incurring that cost. You know, uh, uh, you know, and, and, and all these things, you know, yeah. your car is, is well, you hit a pothole. There it is. Right. Uh, and even the car that you are buying, uh, the rate, the, the amount of tax that you pay on it. Precisely. Import. So, so I, feel, I feel the only, the way forward, and that's my ask. Tafadali Zungumzana, yes. yes. His ask. Excellency, the President, <laughs> as we my prepare to have Willis Robur. And to, you know, to the government of the day. Anzana, Mr. President, Tafadali, <laughs> we want to put this separately. Yeah. And the government. Mr. President, I ask you, please keep your word. Please keep your word. Kenyans are looking up to you to be able to provide the requisite public services. But two, please rein in corruption and wastage of public services, public resources. Because all the numbers, which I'm sure you have seen, I had an opportunity to present them to you too, show that if you only rein in the wastage, the corruption, the theft, you have more money than even the revenue bills uh, will, will, will collect. And that will create confidence, and that will ensure that all of us, but thirdly, give the time, the economy, the time to heal and to grow, because that is where, you know, uh, you will be able, we'll be able to collect the taxes that we want. And for Kenyans, let's 
take our fair share. You know, let's not be part of the wastage just because it's public resources. Let us build to ourselves the country we desire to live in. And I believe it's possible. Thank you. Dr. Abraham Rugo, siwende tu usaidie watu kazi huko wale wanapeana advice government. I have given a lot. <laughs> and you keep doing that keep to doing the that. service of the people and yes. we appreciate your time on the social newsroom. Um, and in terms of where the impact is, but also some ways or some avenues that we could look at to change the reality that we have here for Kenyans. And we look forward to that report and, and analysis that you say we can expect from the International Budget Partnership, uh, Kenya chapter, to which you're the country manager. How soon? I think you should be out this week. Out this week, uh, Dr. Abraham Rugo has spoken on many platforms, uh, helping out people understand where we are financially, and we really appreciate this conversation.